0: I'm your host, Greg Viafania, and we've partnered up with our friends at MPP to deliver short business tips each month. Having expertise in the swimming pool industry and business world, we believe these messages will truly help your business. So without further ado, let's jump into this month's business tip. Welcome to your go-to podcast for the pool and spa industry. My name is Kyle Rasmussen. And my name is Greg Viafania. And this is the Pool Chasers Podcast. All right. Well, thank you so much, Chad. Appreciate you taking the time to be with us here today. How you doing?
1: You bet, man. I'm doing great. Great. Good to see you again.
0: Very good. You climbed any uh, crazy hills or mountains lately?
1: <laughs> Actually, I'm on a little bit of hiatus from hiking. I had stem cells put in my knee a couple of weeks ago. And the doctor's like, no hiking for four weeks, which is big kind of a big issue for me because i hike at least twice a week so i'm uh i'm just getting fat over here is what i'm doing greg
0: (laughs) right yeah same over here can't remember the name of it but i watched a killer climbing documentary where um this guy i don't know if it's from nepal but climbed like you know what was it like 20 of the highest mountain peaks in like 30 days or 60 or a year something like that I just heard about that documentary.
1: Somebody else was telling me about it. It's pretty awesome, right?
0: Man, you got to be a crazy, you know, SOB to do something like that. (laughs) So today we're talking about selling a business versus selling a route. And we know that, you know, a ton about this. So can you give us a brief overview of, you know, each of the major differences of those two?
1: Yeah, you bet. In the pool business, a lot of people, you know, sell their routes, right? So they And sometimes it can be a bit of a habit where they build it up and they sell, you know, 30, 50 pools off at a time, um, creates a little extra revenue and whatnot. So typically routes are valued as a percentage of the service revenue, right? Or or we call it times the service revenue, the monthly service revenue. And it depends on the market, but that's, you know, 8 to 10, maybe 11 times the service revenue. And then the other valuation um, methodology used quite often is an entire business sale, right? And that would be a multiple of EBITDA, um, earnings before income depreciation and taxes. And generally, depends on the business, if the business is run correctly, and it's making, you know, a good profit to the bottom line, um, you should get more money selling your business as a multiple of EBITDA. And the, the reason is for a couple of reasons, right? But one of them is you're getting you know, valuation based on maybe repairs, filter cleans, you know, some people do tile cleans in their business, maybe even remodel. Um, and that valuation is considered to the, to the bottom line, right? So selling your business that way gives you consideration for that and really, you know, would give you a higher value.
0: Right. And can you discuss the valuation methodology?
1: Yeah, so it, it depends a little bit on what your business is. You know, it depends on the age of the business, maybe how many routes you have, and things like that. But but the EBITDA methodology is a multiple of that bottom line margin, right? So that would be overall profit. And the advantages to doing that is a couple of different ways. One is you probably get a little bit of a higher price. Um, like I said, if the margin is is run correctly in your business, and a, and a pool business should be you know, probably putting 16, 18% to the bottom line on average, maybe some parts of the country can be a bit higher than that. Um, But that that should be average if it's run correctly. There's also some depreciation capture of the fleet. So if you have a good, you know, a good fleet of vehicles, um, you're getting some depreciation capture at that point. And the reason that companies are willing to pay a bit more if they're, you know, buying it off of that methodology is, you know, for those reasons, you've got an existing fleet that they're going to take over. You've got employees in, you know, in place. If somebody's just buying a route, let's say you're selling 100 pools, you might not have a technician that goes with that, right? So the company buying that route then has to cover those pools, um, which essentially makes the, the value less, right? But if you're buying an entire company, you're getting the technicians, you're getting the employees, you're getting the fleet um, and the marketing methodology that's ready in place for that company, whether that's branding or whether that's, you know, just things like presence on Yelp or, you know, whatever that might be. And the other thing to consider for the company buying them is you're removing a competitor from the space. So if you just buy a route, for instance, and roll it up into your existing business um, and the competitor still continues forward, then you're, you're not removing a competitor. And, and, you know, that's it's just not worth as much. The value isn't as high because of that. Right. Thank you. Even on a route sale, maybe you have a situation where a company is getting out of the service business, but they want to keep um, maybe their remodel business or they want to keep some other portion of their business, um, You know, maybe a marketing agreement or things like that in place. So the difference between buying somebody in whole um, and taking over their LLC and, and their kind of aged LLC and things like that versus just taking a piece of it, um, you know, essentially, it ends up on that bottom line, like like what's it worth? what's the value worth?
0: Yeah, I never thought about it like that. How well have you seen that work out where um somebody is just selling a division of what they do, like getting rid of the pools, but they still do remodels or they're still doing pool build or you know landscape how How well have you seen that relationship work out?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's not ideal, right because you know, it's better to take it in whole. It's not ideal to separate it out because it creates some confusion in the marketplace. It's like, well, that name no longer does service and repair, but they still do remodel, right? Um, You know, our business, we're always looking for good service and repair companies. Um, We're not necessarily in the construction space, right? So we don't actually build pools. But if somebody has those divisions and it's clearly delineated, maybe even named slightly different, that can work. But if somebody is saying, hey, I just want to of the service business because it's a lot of hassle and you know, all the joys that go with cleaning pools, but I want to continue building pools or I want to continue remodeling pools, um, it, it can work, but it, is, it, it can be a bit messier, unfortunately.
0: Definitely. And what all is considered when looking into the companies?
1: You know, the things that that make a big difference in price, I think, or in value, is you know how how are customers being billed, right? Is are you are you billing your customers in arrears? In today's world, almost no companies bill in arrears anymore. You know, and and if a company is billing after the fact um, for their service, it's it's really hard to realign them initially with with normal billing practices. So. I always tell guys that are like looking to maybe sell their business. It's like, make sure that your billing aligns with modern day billing practices, right? Bill in advance and have them on auto pay. Customers that are still mailing checks in or bringing checks by your office or sending a bank check. Um, it's just it's just not the way business is done today. So get, get that kind of organized in advance it makes a big difference. Um, and the other thing is make sure your pricing is... Is current in the market you'd be surprised how many people in a current market don't actually know what the the market pricing is get your pricing up to today's standards like what is the current market and maybe even edge toward the front of that edge toward the the high end of that in advance of a sale because it'll show the person buying your company you know how much forethought has went into it and how much value you're adding to the bottom line of the business because pricing affects the future of a business, right? We all know that you can't stay at the same price forever. In today's inflationary environment, you know, pricing is constantly, you know, and even things like filter cleans, you know, what are you charging for a filter clean? That should be up to today's standards. And, you know, I myself was guilty of not keeping track of that really, because I thought, well, that's just what we were doing. But suddenly I realized the market was different than what we were actually charging. But that's a big thing. One other thing I want to point out is that we talked about fleet You know, for instance, if you're buying a route, you're not getting trucks right with that route, most likely. But if you're buying a business in full and you're taking that over, that fleet is a value. It's a pretty good value to the buyer. And it's a depreciation opportunity for the seller, right? So it's like, hey, I sold this as part of the business and it's a tax advantage to the seller. So a good, well-maintained modern fleet, you know, trucks that are well-maintained That, you know, the techs can can drive out there. There's fewer and fewer companies that are requiring techs to have their own truck, right? In today's world, most most good companies already have trucks, but having a good fleet, well-maintained, modern, um, fairly recent model doesn't have to be brand new, but, you know, trucks that are five, six years old or newer um, definitely adds a lot of value to that business for sure.
0: Right. So... What if you're buying a company that has a fleet of vehicles? I know that, you know, you and uh, Aquaman, you like a, a certain model make of a truck and you have things worked out to where where you actually get them from. So what if you're, yeah. you know, getting another company and maybe it's just, you know, five guys in five trucks, but they're all the same. I mean, and that has to go in the deal. Have you ever taken vehicles or consider it, even though they're not exactly the same as yours?
1: Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Because not everybody's going to run the same fleet we do. Right. And um, we recently bought a company that had, you know, vehicles that were a bit different than ours, but we definitely, um, you know, can find ways to kind of kind of fold them in. At at this point, we have vehicles that, you know, we have Nissans and Toyotas and we even have, even have some Ford Rangers, you know, those, those new Rangers are pretty sweet. (laughs) So they're bigger um, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a comfy truck, right? It's a, it's a nice truck. So there's there's definitely the fleet isn't exactly the same today as it maybe was five years ago. But the the thing is, is the fleet is it a truck that is gonna hold its you know, hold value and be reliable on the road, right? Not a bunch of full size, you know, F one fifties that are gonna take, you know, break down more, right? Unless it's a repair vehicle. Like the cleaning trucks have to be cost effective and, you know, run well. Gas at going on five dollars a gallon these days is uh You know, that's, that's important consideration.
0: Most definitely. One of these
1: days we're going to have electric trucks to run around, but until that day.
0: I, I've been saying that forever. I mean, the vehicles, the trucks are the lifeblood of what we do. And if it's not that, you know, I always thought, you know, you might see side-by-sides in Arizona, you know, zipping around with, uh, you know, poles on the sides of their, you know, side-by-sides. (laughs)
1: <laughs> how cool would that be? That, that'd be a great branding for a pool company. Let's get a bunch of side-by-sides out there cleaning.
0: I thought it would like, be attractive, too. <laughs> yeah. Who wouldn't want to clean pools? You get a side-by-side, you know, with your, for your route. Yeah. That'd be awesome.
1: That'd be wow. pretty sweet. That'd be pretty sweet. So uh, but that brings up another point, like, you know, organized employees, right? Like, how good are the employees organized on the routes? That's something to consider, too, in in advance of maybe wanting to sell your business. You know, having the routes very tight, right? Do a good job of that because that's a consideration as you value a business how efficient are the routes being run you know is somebody cleaning a pool and surprise and then driving over to mesa right you know it's got to be cost effective and the route's got to be tight
0: yeah in terms of the technician is there any way you found to actually like vet a team before taking them on just to kind of you know i might say that they're all uh, they they all have a certain skill set but you know you might have different thought on that. You figured out a way to, to do that?
1: Yeah. I, I don't think there's any silver bullet on that. Unfortunately. I mean, we do a lot of HR, you know, due diligence, if you will. So kind of going through the list and, you know, making sure people are legal and things like that. Um, our company, we only pay W-2. So, you know, everybody is going to be a W-2 employee and they're all going to have taxes taken out and things like that. So we have to make sure that that's all above board. Um, but it, it is, you know, it's one of those things If a sellers is, you know, loves their technicians and, and maybe they don't kind of fit in the new business. That's always a concern. So, but a lot of that's in discussion with the seller. It's like, Hey, how, how are, how are these guys? You know, and you just go down through the list, like, tell me about this guy and tell me about that guy. Right. So you can kind of like figure that out. But you know, if somebody's looking to sell their business, um, it's important to have, technicians that are you know good quality employees i guess
0: yeah definitely in this in these areas too i'm seeing a lot more um like service companies like service wide not just in the pool industry but they're doing a lot more in terms of background checks credit checks they want to know you know like everything because you're going inside their garage in their house in their backyard and there's been too many incidences where you know, a crime has been done and they think it links back to, you know, the company and, you know, who's to blame, yeah. you know, for hiring somebody with this, you know, criminal background. And I know what it's like, you know, to to be kind of desperate sometimes and want and need to just hire somebody that kinda knows what they're doing. But sometimes you gotta like slow your role and um do the yeah. right thing and hire the right people.
1: Yeah. It- you know, we put certain things in place um, that help protect the company and the employee. Right. And those are those are important. But also, I, you know, we've moved more and more to this thing of, of building bench players. Right. You know, training guys up, hiring for attitude and professionalism and, you know, things like that, as opposed to oh, I've been cleaning pools for 10 years. You know, I understand how to chase leaves and, and lower pH, right? So, um, you know, we, we've looked a bit more into that. Hey, look, let, let's hire more for personality fit and you know a good employee and build that bench from within. Um, and I think think that that's always that's something when we look at businesses to buy, we're kind of looking for what is their hiring methodology. You know, what are they using for that? Are they are they using any any you know hiring checklist or or like you said, is it just Hey, this guy can swing a net. Right. So it, exactly. I, I think today's world, you know, it's hard. It's hard to hire no matter what. Um, you got to have good, you know, good benefits and all those things and, and, and trying and to attract good people. It's the bottom line.
0: Right. Yeah. It's, it's not cheap getting people these days. That's for sure. Um, yeah. So how can companies drive the value of their pool business higher
1: yeah, you know, it's those things I was talking about earlier. I, I think um, the big big thing right now with this inflationary environment is make sure you're priced, make sure your weekly service price is priced at the market or maybe edged toward the top of it. Um, and if you're still including chemicals, you know, take a serious look at, at how you bill. You know, most people in the Phoenix Valley, Valley now are, are no longer chems included. You know, they're they're at They're pay, charging for that in one way or another, whether it's by the bucket, selling a customer a bucket of chlorine by the tab, however that is. It's just it's so hard to really know what chlorine price is going to be in six months. Right. Um, so things like that allow evaluation to be cleaner because there's less guesswork. It's like this is what the service really is. And then the chemicals are are built are built that way. So um, that's probably probably the biggest the biggest thing. That and along with methodology of, of billing, you know, like get, get your customers on auto pay, get them billed at the first of the month, um, makes a big difference on, you know, how many customers are going to stick with them through the, through the transition, right? So I, those are the two things I think that everybody can do. You know, not everybody can go out and buy a, you know, brand new fleet of vehicles or anything like that. And I don't think that's necessarily the, the most important thing, but I really think that pricing aspect and getting it right to the market um really really makes a big difference.
0: Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. If I was looking at, you know, a team, I would value, you know, if they're charging these uh customers correctly and, you know, how well the team does, um, you know, as like technicians and different things like that over a fleet because a big company like yourself already has those relationships in place where, you know, you can get somebody set up in a in a new truck. And things like that. But, you know, being aggressive with getting the right customers for the right price, you know, that's and that's not an overnight thing. That's going to that's going to take you time and that's going to cause you to change things uh, right here and now as you're going to bid the next pool is making sure that it's clear that, you know, the price can drive up, you know, because of, uh, you know, chemicals and things like that.
1: Things even something as simple as a fuel surcharge, right? You know, everybody's charging fuel surcharges on everything that they're selling me these days. And you know, we've just kind of adopted that as hey, we have to the fleet it consumes fuel. It's the bottom line. And you know, we have to protect that. And you know, we'll have a customer that doesn't like that idea, but for the most part people understand if you just say, Hey, look, what you know, go look at the pump. What you know, what was gas you know a year ago, what is it today? You know, there's just the reality is as a, as a service company owner, you've got to protect that. And, and you're doing right by your employees, by the people that work for you, by your good clients, by putting something like that in place so that you can protect the other items of your business.
0: Most definitely. I mean, just the cost of business alone, not that you really need to like explain that much of it, but, you know, uh, the service, how much you're charging for service each month. That's keeping the business alive. That's, you know, air conditioning in the office. Those are your marketing dollars. That's, you know, if you're actually paying your, yeah. you know, employees as employees, W-2 and have health benefits, I mean, it's expensive at the end of the day. You're not making as much as they might think you are. You're charging a hundred bucks yeah. per pool. You're definitely not getting a hundred dollars if you're running a, a legitimate business.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we always, you know, I know at Aquaman, our our big goal is to always be thinking about pricing as to how we can also support our employees. So some of the best best health benefits in you know, in the industry, I think, and you know, things like good trucks and you know, work life balance and things like that are really important to us. You got to charge for that. You can't you can't be on the bottom end of the market because if you're going to be on the bottom of the market, you got to work your people to the bone, and that's just not. Not who we are,
0: yeah, I love that, and I think that customers know that. I just don't think that people in the pool business have done the best job you know in explaining um, yeah. our value, but as you learn your business and you know your value, it gets easier to kind of make that sale probably
1: yep. yeah, and i th- I think really, in the last few years, I think the pool industry is coming up to that, you know i, I I've I seen so. some very good positive changes, you know I mean. Things like service calls, we people never used to charge for service calls. But (laughs) your heating and air company, your plumber, they always charge for service calls, right? Like, oh no, my air conditioner is down. Well, here's the service call fee, and and then we'll go from there. Pool companies didn't used to do that, you know. But in the last few years, the people I talk to anyway, seventy five percent are charging service calls now. Makes total sense, you know. Why not? I'm probably the only person
0: that almost can't wait for something to happen in the house because I want to call like a different company. To, like, come out from a different industry, you know, whether it be, you know, yep. HVAC or plumbing or whatever it may be, and just seeing, you know, their process. And so far, the worst to me are painters. I've dealt with, like, Ugh. a few companies that I thought were, like, you know, on their, their A-game because of their website and this and that, but processes yep. are, are horrible. But, you know, always, yep. always learning from everybody.
1: That is that one thing that I refuse to do. Painting and moving. <laughs> yeah, you asked me to help you move Greg. I'm going to say, "Hey, look, I'll buy the pizza for the guys that help you move. How about that?"
0: Same I'm here. Just not who I am. I'll find some guys for you. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not moving. <laughs>
1: Love yeah, it. Um, yeah, 100%.
0: Did you have anything that you wanted to add to this?
1: No, I I think, you know, this is something obviously I'm pretty passionate about, you know, even before, you know, the National Pool Partners stuff. I would you know, I've, I've bought and sold other businesses on uh, the pool business. Essentially, Aquaman is business number 11 for me in my life. So it's not the not new to me. Um, and I really enjoy it. I, I like helping people with it. You know, if there's ever somebody that, you know, just needs a mentor in the space. I'm, you know, I, you know, I coach other people some with it. And I I definitely, I definitely enjoy it. I think it's, uh it's fun. I, you know, I, I lasted one semester in college. College wasn't for me. But this is something I think I've picked up on my life and learned from. And um, I enjoy it. A lot, and I like to see people, you know, get the value out of their business.
0: Yeah. And, you know, you have a knack for it. You, you really are good at it. And, you know, if anybody listening wants to reach out, um, how can they get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, you bet. I'm happy to, happy to help. So my email is just c nickel C-N-I-K-K-E-L, at go-npp.com. Um, that's probably the easy way you can probably find me on Instagram or, you know, Facebook and all that as well. Um, and on Instagram, I'm just Chad Nickel at Chad Nickel. Um, last name spelled N I K K E L.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you again, Chad. Appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you recover and we see you on the top of the highest mountain here shortly.
1: (laughs) You got it. Thanks, Greg. It was fun talking to you again.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to learn more, you could hit the link in the show notes below or visit poolchasers.com. If you'd like to learn more about MPP, visit go-mpp.com. See you out there, Pool Chasers.